I have my cherry coke Django and your sunglasses are not this correct time. Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I'm Ricky. And I'm John. And we're coming live at you on Memorial Day. Memorial Day is a really special day. Uh, I don't want to not say anything about it. Um, I think it's a time to remember that. Absolutely. You know me, man. I'm going to uh, always support this awesome country that we live in and the people that actually made ultimate sacrifices for the freedoms that we have. And a lot of the things we you know, quabble about and bicker with each other is uh, pretty petty sometimes compared to the issues in other countries. And you know what? We take that for granted a lot of times, and today is the day not to take that stuff for granted, to be proud that you can sit around and argue about little things that we do while we make them out to be big things. A lot of the arguments are just pettiness. Let's just take a moment and remember the people that made ultimate sacrifices so that we can have the freedoms we have. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And this rolls into my first topic. Last year uh, on vacation, we went to uh, Arlington on Memorial Day. And uh, quite an experience. We, Of course, we did went to Washington and, and New York and that kind of thing. This year, our vacation was around Memorial Day. Uh, last week, we went to Silver Dollar City. Now, Sean, you're a fan of Silver Dollar City, aren't you? I am. Uh, Silver Dollar City, for those that don't know, is a uh, amusement park that's, what would you say, four and a half hours north of us up into uh, Missouri, Branson, Missouri? Oh, yeah, yeah. And if, uh, <coughs> if, if you've never been, Branson is kind of like a poor man's Vegas without the gambling. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. a hard way to try to describe it now. It, so- it's just the, the knockoff shows, only usually the country version. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, when I was little, I could not stand all this mess. This Because Silver Dollar City, you know, buys into, on the outside, looks like a bunch of hickey, redneck, uh, hillbilly uh, stuff, you know, that... And I'm selling it really bad here, but but as an adult... There's a lot of craft stuff going on. There's a lot of uh, um, just really neat, old-timey. And it's it's not that. It's not redneck. It's not hickey. I mean, yeah, there is the bald knobbers, which is a, which is a story. It's fun, though, <laughs> And a man. town around like, here. But, I like uh, bald knobbers. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it really is fun. They have really great rides that everybody talks about. I mean, it's the closest thing to Disney World you can get around here besides going to Disney World. This is uh, true. They have uh, some of the best roller coasters in the country. Um, and oh, yeah, dude. like the crafts and stuff, the food, amazing. Did you get to uh, ride Wildfire? That's the only got to ask. I did not get to ride Wildfire this time. Oh, my goodness. That's my favorite roller coaster they have there. That's a freaking fun ride. My three-year-old was screaming fire in the hole all the way home, though. So, Oh, dude. Excellent. Hey, that was my first roller coaster. Fire in the hole. Yep. I would, um, did, I would either consider that or Space Mountain my first. Even though I think Space Mountain was my first roller coaster, but my eyes were closed the entire time. I can, <laughs> I know this. 
I opened them up just in time to see like this Yeti monster jump out at us, and I closed my eyes instantly again. Nice. Um, yes. We yeah, ate really well. I mean, we went to Cracker Barrel for breakfast. We went to we uh, we ate at Dixie Stampede that night, which. That's also one of those things. Um, it's a show, man. It's, it's incredible. It's a, it's a it's a it's a very neat show. I mean, if you know what a uh, uh, medieval kind of theater thing is, it's more of a north and a south kind of version of that. You eat right. with your hands. They bring you out courses. Really good. It was really good. Uh, really good. There eating. are some. There are seriously some of the biggest horses I've ever seen in my entire life. There. Mm-hmm. Oh, and my my little one was fascinated by the horses. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, dude! So we move on, and when we get into our news section, let's just <clears throat> break some of the uh, two. We have two sad stories to start off with. One, we lost my favorite James Bond man. For me, Roger Moore was James Bond. I, I know lots of people love Sean Connery. And and I have great respect for Sean Connery and his Bond role, but for me, for some, some reason, I enjoy the cheesy, corny Roger Moore, and we lost him this week, and that was just, oh, that was so sad. Uh, yeah, I mean, a couple of the best Bond movies are Roger Moore movies, now, and, but not Moonraker. <laughs> hey, I still like Moonraker. Not Moonraker. It's cheesy, but it's good. It's good. Uh, but now, Roger Moore was my, uh, you know, we're, we're close to the same age. Roger Moore was my new James Bond movie in the theater. It's Roger Moore. That's who you're watching. But my father was a huge Sean Connery fan. So, uh, you know, anytime some of those older movies were on, we were watching them on TV. So I grew up with both. But, like, my movie-going experience was 100% Roger Moore. That go, man. I, I, I just like Roger Moore. I know a lot of people uh, don't like him as Bond. They thought his roles took on a more comedic Bond, maybe a more slapsticky Bond. But I, I thought it was great. He pulled it off wonderful. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, he, he will be missed. I hate story. I hate going into it, but I mean it it needs covered. I mean Zack Snyder, of course, uh, the news broke that Zack Snyder was stepping away from Justice League because uh, in March he lost a child, uh, unfortunately to to suicide, and um, you know uh, Joss Whedon stepped up in 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 his helping out. Who and uh, when the news broke, it wasn't known how big of a role he had. Uh, but as we started learning things, um, he had actually been a part of the movie uh, early on. Zach, Zach asked him since March to to help with some of the writing and some of the reshoots and stuff like that. So uh, Zach's going to uh, you know step away and be with his family, and Joss is going to step up and try to finish what he started. And you know I'm really grateful yeah. as a fan that. Uh, there's kind of that transition um, there in well, place that nobody is scrambling that, you know, there it's a very uh, amicable, uh, you know, I, I am so very sad for the reason, you know, well, I mean, I, you, nobody you takes joy in, in any of that. You got to look at this story two different ways. One, you look at Zack Snyder and you wish nothing but 
you know, positive thoughts and feelings towards him and his family. His wife, I believe, was an executive producer, so she stepped down as well. And you look at that and you feel bad for them and you wish them nothing but the best and moving forward. On the other hand, you look at the movie, something that we discuss a lot. This is the stuff we enjoy. And you look at Joss taking over, you you might have a better feel about it. But at the same time, you feel that torn where you're like, I don't need to feel bad or feel good about this because something bad has happened. And that is very true. And you know something bad has happened. But at the same time, when you're looking forward to the movie, you got to feel good with Joss taking over and having been a part of the reshoots that we've heard so much about in the Justice League movie. And does this, do you believe as, as the end result, this gives us a better product? Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of torn on, on the answer to that. Cause I mean, that's what we're all struggling with. I mean, it's, it's the best of all possible outcomes for this. I mean, when, whenever you read the stories, you know, uh, Zack Snyder said that DC was was very caring and 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 wanted to help him out in any way they could. Uh, Zack said that he he threw himself into the movie to you know try to just power through and, and and take his mind off of it and you know and and eventually that he said that that failed and that didn't work and he he needed to take this time and Joss was there of course you know for for them and and helping out he, he of course agreed to that. A long time ago, and um, the movie we would got without Joss, or the one we got with, I'm not sure you can judge it on those grounds. I mean, I'm going to look at it as as a movie when I when I see it. But are my thoughts going to be, uh, you know, with Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon? Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, you know, I I, I think it is going to shine a different kind of light on the movie. Um, but I, I don't want anybody to, you know, take a negative stance on right, any exactly. part of that. Because, I mean, if, you know, number one, the movie could be a bad movie. And, and that's nobody's fault other than the studio <laughs> and it's a bad movie. You know, I, the moment somebody starts saying, well, this is because, you know, we're we're done. You know, I, I'm not having that conversation, guys. I'm going to tell you on the front end, I'm not going to do that because... Uh, losing a child is one of the worst things you could ever uh, imagine happening to to anyone. Um, you know, I, I'd prefer something happening, devastating happening to me, than than to happen to uh, one of my children. So, absolutely. I mean, there's there's yes. just no way to weight that correctly. I mean, we're just going to have to judge it as a movie when it comes out. So right. that's that's how I feel about it. Well, I. I think one thing will probably be evident that most of us that sit in a theater, when certain actions happen or certain scenes occur, I'll bet we'll be able to go, oh, that looks a little Joss right there. Or, hey, that, that's a, got a Zach feel to it. Well, the dialogue, hey, the dialogue's where you'll feel the Joss. You'll feel the Whedon. Yes, yes. Oh, dude, so we have, once again, a plethora of awesome trailers this week got released and uh <clears throat> since it's approaching quickly are you ready for game of thrones season seven gosh Urgh. 
Game of Thrones is just, you know, there, there are not a lot of events in your life. I mean, like, uh, the first time one of the Star Wars movies came out, um, or uh, the first time Avengers came out. Game of Thrones is game-changing television. And it has been since the beginning. I mean, you've not... I mean, basically, Game of Thrones, each episode is a movie. I mean... Oh. (laughs) It's it's a literal movie. Yeah, each episode is a multi-million dollar event. And And um, it's one of the best things I've ever seen, you know. Where are our roots in sci-fi? You know, didn't every little kid, you know, first think of knights and horses and swords and all that before they got into their lightsabers and I mean that was my path and oh, yeah. and this well, scratches I mean, this scratches an itch that you know D&D did a little bit but oh my gosh Game of Thrones is so good and I think we're preparing for a major war we uh in the trailer for this really isn't spoiler territory but if you're not caught up uh I, I don't know what to say it's a trailer we, we know that the Lannisters are preparing. It looks like they're preparing everything they have to fight a battle and hold the throne. They have enemies on all sides of them. Enemies and, on all fronts, absolutely. And, and it sounds like Cersei's actually, you know, feeling confident. I don't know where... she She's a psycho, so, I mean, that's where her confidence comes from. She's... Well, uh, it comes from... She's she, an she, egomaniac. She has, she has nothing else to lose. Yeah, I that's mean, she, true. She's the, back the only the thing wall. she has to lose is the throne. Yeah, and she's going to throw everybody that she has, and I mean that in the most literal sense. Everybody. I mean, all all these pieces have been moving into place since season one. I mean, we're we're almost to end game. I mean, you've got um, Khaleesi on her way to Dragonstone, which is shown in the trailer. You've got uh, Jon Snow, who's amassing the army in the north and and joining forces with. You know, other people. You've got the return of all the Starks coming together that are left. You've got, uh, you know, all this stuff is happening, and it, it's getting more compact. Yeah, you're. <sighs> I can't wait. It's going to be a just. I have a feeling packed season, from episode one through this. We only get what eight episodes this year. I believe so. So these will be eight highly packed episodes i'm feeling and i can't wait to watch this just gets me so excited and we get that in just a few weeks we'll be able to watch it yeah and speaking of getting you excited spider-man trailer now see you said uh just a couple weeks ago you were done with spider-man trailers did you watch this one yeah i watched it (laughs) yeah of course you did dude it looks so good Ah, the only thing i will say I can't help myself when it comes to watching trailers. I watch them. Do you feel like these trailers... I mean, Marvel hasn't done it. Not one time, I'll say this. Not one time have I watched a Marvel trailer and then went to see that movie and said, they showed me the whole movie in the trailer. There's a lot of movies where that is the case. I don't have that feeling with Marvel yet, but this Spider-Man movie really has given me a lot in these trailers. Yeah, kind of. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, we know this source material so much. I mean, 
I, I think we can ignore it even if they do show us the movie in the trailer. I mean, it is. I'd have to see somebody else. I don't think I could judge it that way. Because, I mean, the closest you could be is like, the the stuff that we don't know about, like the newer Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, when it, when that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two came out, did they show the whole movie in the trailer? Eh, not really. No, that's what I'm saying. I haven't got that feel off a of Marvel movie yet, but trailers are trailers are a hype machine, man. They some of them really take off and get rolling, and they do their job perfectly. But at the same time, do some of them, not this one, not this Spider-Man trailer. This was very good trailer. They have that feel where you're like, you you get hyped for the trailer, you go and watch the movie, and you're like, I've seen the movie before. Dadgummit, I watched the whole movie in the trailer. <laughs> Just don't do it with my Star Wars and I'll be fine. But speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, I had completely forgotten. I was going through some stuff yesterday. I have the new Guardians of the Galaxy number one when it came out, nice. the new team. Yeah. I was like, when did I get this? What? <laughs> and I, I do remember thinking, I think I picked it up just because I liked the old Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy number one. I guess I'll pick this up. <laughs> nice. But I was like, where did this come from? <laughs> you should look up on... Uh... Zap Kapow and see what its value is running right now. Oh, I, I've seen them. I was, just the other day, I was looking on eBay for some stuff and ran across like 100, 150 bucks. I was like, wow. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. I'm keeping this. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I know uh, something else you are excited about is I sent you the uh, Castlevania trailer that we're getting. He sent me one of them. There's a couple right. out there. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Castlevania and Mike asked me a question last night um, the trailer looks correct it looks the way I want it to there wasn't okay. a lot of tone in it there wasn't a lot of talking in it um, so I mean you there's like not the a lot of story there but the animation looks the way I would want a Castlevania animation to look so that's that's what I'm most excited about currently about this trailer I want to see more. I don't think we're going to get it until... I mean, it's coming out next month. Right. I think it was... maybe. Well, maybe. Was it June or July? Don't quote me. Mm. Well, anyway, it's pretty close. And I, I am really excited about it. So, And it looks like it is like Sim the, Simon Belmont. Yeah, the, the animation reminds me of uh, Helsing Ultimate style. Well, it looks like the same company that's doing Voltron for them. Yeah. Yeah, probably is. I, I didn't even think about that. It, it looks good, and uh, that's that's what we said when we were speaking about Voltron when it was uh, being released. Is the animation looks spot on? I really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, speaking of old video games, uh, my son has discovered on the uh, on the NES Classic, he has rediscovered Final Fantasy. So oh, he's the original. He's, yeah, he's playing fi through Final Fantasy. And he really likes it. And uh, I've introduced him to. Now, how long has it been since you heard this website, GameFacts.com? Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'd like to actually. Uh, I wonder if there's any numbers out there for since the NES Classic came out, if they've seen a spike in, in traffic. But yeah. Um, 
it, it's kind of really fun. And I didn't realize they redid Final Fantasy for the uh, PSP. There's actually yes. a, a newer version of that out there. Yes, I remember when those came out. Dude, that's because good games hold up versus the test of time. A, a true gamer will enjoy a game if it's good, despite what era it is from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> now, uh, moving on out of the trailer era, uh, area, I have a book review. And Ooh, what do you got for us? It's a couple of books. It's uh, okay. Batman and the Flash had a story called The Button. Okay, yes, I've heard a lot about this. I actually have, uh, what do I have? I have the Flash number one from Rebirth where they touch on this barely. and But I don't know the complete story. What do you got for us? Well, of course, in the new, uh, what the storyline they're doing right now, Batman found the comedian's button in his Batcave uh, whenever they first redid all this. And in the story involving Batman and Flash called The Button, Batman is looking at The Button and uh, is talking to Barry about some stuff. He, he throws The Button down and he has the mask of the one guy, and I can't remember what his name is. I, I recognize the character. He's out of um, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. He had something to do with that as well. And The Button reacts with the mask and causes Batman to see a vision of his father from Flashpoint. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, so he, he talks to Barry about it, and he, Barry says, I'll be there in a minute. And he sees, a, he sees a flash of lightning. He's like, I thought you said a minute, and it's the reverse flash. And he proceeds to beat the ever-living crap out of Batman and take the button and leave and shows back up half-dead. Uh, so through this story, and I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, uh, through the story, Batman and the Flash go on this, uh, multidimensional adventure and they figure out a little more about this button and, and what's going on behind the scenes. Now, of course, DC has toted the line that this is related to Watchmen, um, probably, what the speculation is that the uh, Doctor Manhattan has something to do with the Rebirth universe, and what that all means is kind of interesting. Um, That's actually a really good storyline. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, not I'm, a huge I'm super fan of. In that. I'm not a huge fan of Marvel and DC have this problem of everything now has to be a huge company wide crossover. They have to do crossover after crossover after crossover. And um, I, I don't I don't like it, but I, I like I up. like self-contained stories like like this. And I I did purchase this, and it was my first time doing Comicsology. I, I don't have the physical issues. I did all, all digital. Okay, cool. And um, I really liked it. Um, and I I may follow some more of this story because I want to see where it goes. Nice. Dude, I, 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 like I said, I've heard quite a bit about it. I've seen its popularity on the rise, but I have not read it myself. Now, dude, I got a question for you. I, I was thinking about this. With somebody having the same first name, but you figure out which one you like better. And my example that I was thinking of is which David do you like better? Duchovny. David Lynch or David Cronenberg? <laughs> 
Are you asking yeah. me now, or you, you got an answer for this? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, Lynch, of course. Okay, all right. The, is there? A, do you like David Cronenberg at all? Then, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, video drones just a little more uh, out there than uh, David Lynch has ever taken you. Yeah. I don't know, man. Have you ever seen Lost Highway? I have seen part of it. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge David Cronenberg fan. I know Crash is a really great movie. Absolutely. Um, uh, Scanners is good. The Fly. I, I really did yeah. like The Fly. Um, History of Violence is a great movie. Um, but they just don't come to mind when, when you mention David Cronenberg. I mean, he's, he's harder to pull out, but whereas... David Lynch, oh, he's just done so much, and it's so good. I was watching, I was watching uh, uh, Twin Peaks last night. Oh wow, the uh, original or the new stuff? Uh, uh, the original. I watched episode two last night. The that's a damn fine cup of coffee. <laughs> huh. I'll have to check that out, man. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, which did you like better, Lynch or Cronenberg? I, I would agree with you totally and go with Lynch as well. Okay. His well, uh, his. his repertoire of awesome movies is definitely greater than Cronenberg, even though I still have respect for uh, Cronenberg and his movies. Oh, dude, that brings us to Local Hall. And how how are you on Local Hall this week? Nada. A big... Uh, a nada? A goose egg? My, <clears throat> my only uh, Local Hall this week is a review. And I I really want to do this honestly, but at the same time, uh, I need to be objective and not be emotional as I normally would. According to the records that I have, on January 20th, I placed an order for four Funko Pops from Freddy's Box. Yeah, I ordered two of the Daredevil Punisher Funkos and two of the Harley Quinn Bombshells. My, my hopes for the Punishers was to get a chase. Now, I ordered these, and as life does, sometimes you forget about stuff. I forgot about it for a little bit. I look down. I message Freddy's box and say, hey, where's my pops? Oh, sorry. Uh, we, we're having trouble getting the shipment in. Uh, we'll get it to you next week. And uh, another couple of months goes by. And I was looking through my Facebook Messenger, and that's how we were keeping track. It was literally two months. I messaged them again and get the response that, oh, those will be in next week, and then we will ship them to you. Third message was sent uh, a couple weeks after that, and the admin or the employee that I was having the conversation with was on their honeymoon and was unable to respond to me. They were. They ensured me that they would be shipped the next week, and they were not. And finally, this week, I received them on the 25th. So an order placed January 20th was received May 25th. Four, four and, months. That, that's and, four and, months by my calculation. And, and the, the Funko Pops that I had on order were released... Three weeks after my order. Hmm. So, I don't want... When, when companies are small, that, that would be like somebody writing a horrible review on us 
saying, you know, oh, we're just a bunch of goofs with cheapo microphones. While that is totally true, we love the people that listen to us, just like I'm sure Freddy's Box loves the people that order their product. And I, I'm just the guy that slipped through the cracks. I don't like giving bad reviews to things, but I just want to share my story and leave it at that. I, uh, I just wasn't pleased with my service. If you enjoy ordering from Freddy's Box, I know there's people that have they have a mystery box service and they really enjoy it. And I've seen pictures on Twitter on their Facebook page where people get real grail pops for, you know, a fairly cheap price on a monthly basis. I just did not have that positive experience and wanted to share my story. Yeah, that's sad. You know, sometimes that, that kind of thing happens. I mean, I've been popped a few times uh, ordering online, you know, something gets screwed up and you got to send it back and that kind of thing. It, it happens. It, it's just, you know, if it happens a lot, that's a problem. But this is the uh, first time I've even heard of that company, so I, I'll write it off. I'd, I'd give them a shot. That's true. It's true. All right, man. Uh, coming back to uh, Lost in Time, a show, once again, we're back to, or well, for me, uh, a sitcom. Did you see Roseanne is coming back for a reunion? Unfortunately, yeah. Okay, so I'm judging by your response, you weren't a fan. No, like I was the fan of the I was a fan of the hot Becky, but other than that, oh my goodness, Miss Scrubs. So, so, so you're saying second Becky, hot second Becky. Becky, hot yeah. Becky. That's the only okay. you don't need. There is no second Becky. Well, she wasn't the first Becky, was she? She was the hot Becky. No, no. Was she the first Becky? I'm the first hot say. one? Absolutely, yes. What? You're you're not getting around this. <laughs> I'm stubborn. I am stubborn. This is going to be a long she, podcast, folks. She wasn't. She wasn't the first Becky. So therefore, yeah. She was I watched. Becky. I watched a little of Roseanne. It was kind of funny, but it was. Was it? Uh, it wasn't a normal uh, occurrence in your house. Well, kind of, but not because I was watching it. Okay, understood. Well, I, I always we were big fans of Roseanne. I, I thought it was funny. I liked the comedy that was in it. The stories were pretty funny. You know, John Goodman's a a good presence in a uh, sitcom. And little did we know we had you know um, Big Bang Theory himself sitting right there. I can't think of his Johnny name. Johnny Galecki. David. Do what? Johnny Galecki. Yeah, Johnny Galecki. I mean, that that was awesome, the fact that you, you go back. And I love the fact that they have tie-ins every now and then to uh, Big Bang Theory and Roseanne. That's pretty hilarious. Oh, yeah, I love that. I mean, uh, what, like Sheldon's mom is uh, the, the aunt from Roseanne. Uh, right, but, but you know, um, the... And, and, and yeah, and... they. He's dated Darlene again. Yeah, Darlene's in there, and yeah, right. Uh, my my favorite is that Blossom is on there. <laughs> Absolutely, dude, that's incredible. But but about Roseanne, so so do you think they're going to pull off this comeback episode? Will it be a hit? Will thousands of people, millions of people, watch it and enjoy it? Will Dan still be dead, is... or is he coming back? See that 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 was my point. That's what I wanted to actually bring up, but I didn't want to go too in depth. 
the whole last season where Roseanne and them won the lottery, at the end, you realize that she's actually writing a story about them winning the lottery when in real life her husband had died. And so where is this you know, reunion going to pick up? Um, is John Goodman going to be a part of it? I haven't seen or read anything on that yet because they just said, you know, it's in the works. And I just wonder if John Goodman's going to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they already said he's coming back. All right. Good luck, writers. Have fun with that. Uh, do you have any lost in time for us this week? I have a question. Oh, no. What happened to all of our animal movies from our youth? Where is where is Old Yeller? <laughs> okay, so you're talking about where Benji, is... Homeward yeah, Bound. Benji. Oh, my God. Where is Benji when I need him? Lassie? Homeward Bound. Did you watch Homeward Bound? Oh, uh, actually, what's what's the one with the two dogs and the cat? Homeward Bound. Is that Homeward Bound? Yeah, we watched yeah. that like two days ago. <laughs> right, and then you also have Milo and Otis. Yeah, yeah, or, or Shiloh or Where the Red Fern Grows, you know, all those. Right. Where are those movies? Where are those Great. shows? Why Why don't those amazing Dobermans, you know, why don't I, I have that? I know what it is. I, I can tell you, they're there. I mean, we they're, are animal and, lovers. Right. Well, I mean, are you going to watch The Purpose, uh, A Dog's Life, The Purpose of a Dog or something like that? I'm not going to watch A Dog's that. Purpose. A Dog's Purpose? I'm not going to watch it. Why? Because I'm a man, and I know what watching that movie will make me do, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> no. I mean, you'd wa- I, you would watch You would watch Old Yeller no. in a heartbeat. Dude, I, I can't. I can't. I can't do it, man. I am too big a softy when it comes to animals. Hmm. I've watched. Look, I understand Old Yeller. I can. I can tolerate it. I can tolerate where the red fern grows. But there was. Uh, there was a movie a, a couple of years ago about Max the dog. Was it where no, the, the, older... the one that hit, his stomach turned and he died? Oh, Marley and me. Marley and me, I cannot handle it, man. I uh, I can't. I just can't do that. And I, I think that's maybe the dog and animal movies are there. Maybe they're not in the great quantity that we were. Now that we can animate and CGI things at probably a cheaper cost than training an animal. Babe, Pig in the City. Right. Ugh. Don't. That was horrible. George You're Miller. That'll do. Scraping pig. the bottom of the barrel That'll there. Do. But I I think they're out there. They're just not as popular. And I, I know I'm definitely not as apt to watch an animal movie as I was in my youth. Well, did you have any favorite animal movies? Oh, yeah, dude. I freaking loved Benji. I loved Homeward Bound. Um, you know, I, I, I remember watching Where the Red Fern Grows and Old Yeller, all of those. I've seen every single one of them. But I do remember watching a Benji movie in the theater in which Benji outsmarts a mountain lion. Yeah, I've seen that one the other day. And and I remember thinking... It's on Netflix. That dog is either A, really smart, or, or, or there's just miracles happening all around Benji because how the hell does he out, you know, maneuver that mountain lion? There's no way that's... 
you know it's a movie then because in real life that dog would be dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, those Benji movies are on the same level as, like, Batteries Not Included, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's a good movie, though. I mean, just sub just sub a dog for, like, alien robots and you're good. Good to go. Dude, speaking of aliens, moving on to Have You Seen It for this week? One of, one of my favorite alien movies. I will say this. One of... My first movies where I remember it was initially one of my dad's favorite movies. I watched it with him, and as time moved on, I was like, this is one of my favorite movies. I would watch it by myself all the time, and that was The Abyss. The Abyss. Ah, That movie is so good. Man, incredible movie. You know, there is a certain thing about that type of movie, and... I would argue that um, Armageddon is probably the last movie we got like this, and and I'm I'm not saying that Armageddon is a movie on par with <laughs> with the Abyss, but there's that feel, like Aliens has this feel. It, right. It's that compact, working together family drama but there's gonna be you know issues. with a bigger story going on around it yeah. um and well, i love it i mean i've been conditioned to love that i mean just like i said aliens the abyss you know those kind of things are are, are there and then there's there's that's a whole genre because i mean like there's even like horror takes on it which is uh like oh which one is it deep star six or uh Leviathan, oh, yeah. yeah, you know Leviathan, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a whole genre. Dude, both those are good movies as well. I really enjoyed Leviathan, but <clears throat> my only question for you about the abyss—I have—I'm not a doctor. I don't have that much uh, medical knowledge. But when do the bends cause aggression? And 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 what's up with the bad guy? Like, what was he doing? Now that I'm an adult and I go back and watch it, I'm like. Why was this guy so mad? You know, constantly cutting himself under the table and stuff like that. I, I just, I don't understand that part. I love every part, but the bad guy. Uh, well, he, uh, you're talking about um, um, Reese out of uh, yes. Terminator. Yeah. Um, yes, Reese out of Terminator, the bad guy, I guess. Well, I mean, I think they... <sighs> So the guy was high strung to start with, and they kind of played it where, you know, under the pressure, all this stuff going on, he's in command, you know, he kind of broke, which I could kind of see that, you know, what are you, what are you supposed, there's nothing you can do, something goes wrong, everybody's dead. Yeah. (laughs) You know, if you, if you think about it, there's a lot of pressure on somebody in a leadership role, which that kind of reflects on uh, our hero. Uh, and our villain, you know, are are two sides of the same coin. Yeah, Yeah. Ed Harris. Man, I love Ed Harris. Anything he's in. Apollo 13. Incredible. Wonderful. Anything. Ed Harris has very few wrongs on his uh, uh, resume. Mm -hmm. But, you know, another thing, I, I was thinking about this movie. Do you remember it becoming super popular to talk about with the release of this movie was the liquid oxygen 
that you could breathe and that this was real and that one day we would, you know, this movie was the first movie to where they used it in real life. I remember hearing that story that, oh, they're really breathing liquid. And one of these days we'll all live in like, you know, overcrowding of the planet. So we move to the bottom of the ocean and we have these liquid oxygen rooms and stuff. And I still, to this day, here I am, a grown man. Is that stuff real? Actually, have not given it a second thought. <laughs> right. I, I thought but, there were aliens in the movie, so... <laughs> you watched it. But but see, that's the thing. If you go back and... I, I'm, I really say, have you seen it? Go back, watch it, and let me know your thoughts on it. Because there's a lot of stuff in this movie that... I went back and I seen it uh, just recently and I was like, this is a good movie. This is an excellent movie. But it raised so many more questions for me now watching it in, you know, the age I am now, the life I have now compared to when I was way younger. I, I just it was a totally new movie and such a great one. You, you need to check it out if you haven't seen The Abyss. Yeah. And uh, I'm wrong. I'm looking it up right now. It, it's it's only uh, speculated. Speculated yeah. that there's liquid oxygen. No, 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 no. <laughs> it is not. Uh, despite some recent advances in liquid ventilation, a standard mode of application has not been established. So okay, not a thing yet. But but not a thing theorized yet. in the movie. Yeah. All right. But it sure does look like that mouse is breathing that wa- that liquid in that movie. <laughs> oh, I know. Either that or he's struggling. <laughs> no ma- no mice were killed in the making of this movie. But I did want to touch... We had discussed something earlier this week, and I wanted to touch on it. Um, you talked to me about the New Mutants movie being a straight-up horror movie in, in the superhero genre. This uh-huh. is really exciting for me, because this is the kind of thing I want to happen. I want genre movies to be so ubiquitous that you can do different genres in them. Like you can have, like my example would be a Transformers movie that's a straight-up horror movie about robots and horror. Or like a, a superhero movie that is a horror movie or a Western. You know what would be cool? If they did a Transformers movie about Transformers. No, no, no. They'd have to have a new director and go in a different direction and spend all this money, and I can't do that. Ugh. Why Why would they do something crazy like have a Transformers movie that actually pays attention to the Transformers? I don't know. That's crazy talk right there. I just had to throw that out there. But back to the New Mutants movie. Um, you, you really think this... I mean, I understand your point of view. I understand you want to be able to do sub-genre on the superhero movie itself. But my question is, do you think that will be accepted by the mass public? Do you think by painting themselves into a corner like they are, is this new mutants movie not just already asking for criticism before it's even made? Uh well, from or from who? Like the general public isn't isn't going to give two craps. They don't know what new mutants are. <laughs> this is true. I you mean, bring up a good it's point. Just a, just... If they advertise it as a horror movie, people are going to go see it. People love horror movies. Well, are we to the point now 
and, and this is totally off the have you seen it segment uh, portion. I, just a general question. Are we to the point now that you could make a superhero movie and if it is re- well written but not accepted by the ner- nerd and geek culture that it could still be considered a good movie and perform well? Yes. Can a, can Absol- a nerd movie self-sustain itself without nerds? It happens all the time. Look at the Transformers movies. You just brought it up. Those things are not in any way fan service whatsoever to anybody. And by by every Transformers fan I know, a horrid, uh, dilapidated piece of of welded-together scrap metal. Yeah. But they make money. The, The general public does not care. They do not care. And... I, I, I'm at peace with that. I mean, I get more great Transformers toys. <laughs> awesome. Make yeah. make your movie for whoever you're making for. Put more money into what I love. It's fine. I don't I don't care. I, I'm I'm good with true. that. I mean, and even well, uh, my, that the next conversation I was going to have was about critics and 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 <laughs> popular. But uh, well, let's wait. go on to uh, the next topic. Don't don't see it. Movies that we do not want you to see. And my movie this week is not a remake, but a retelling of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Now, now growing up, I had Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder! <clears throat> and when you hear that they're going to remake this with Johnny Depp, you know, it, it was intriguing. It was... It was okay. I'm watching. I'm gonna watch. I'll listen to what you gotta say. I was not impressed. Yeah, and it could have been. It could have been another Sleepy Hollow. I mean, Sleepy yeah. Hollow is great. I love that movie. I watch it. Yeah, three or four times a year. Or, or um, you know, Sleepy Hollow is great. I was thinking, you know, it falls into that same genre as From Hell, which is good. But this was not good. Did I mean? Did you? I want to say we seen this together. I want to say we seen this in Jonesboro together. But at the same um, time, not, I can't I'm confirm sure. that. I mean, it's not memorable, but it's it's watchable for me. Um, you you but, really think so? But you, I, I mean, was not a super fan of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Now, oh I, I am a huge fan of Gene Wilder. He does a great right. job in that movie. It, it just wasn't my cup of tea. Nothing wrong with him in that movie. Nothing wrong with the kids in the movie. It just wasn't my thing. I, I've watched it a few times since then, and and I've grown to like it more. Um, and I never read the book. But so. see, this this is another movie where I think Johnny Depp forgot to stop being, you know, Jack Sparrow, <laughs> or or or, you know, uh, Raul Duke. My name, Raul Duke. Uh, Raul Duke. Right. He he started that with Fear and Loathing. This this hesitating let me make a facial expression before i speak let me constantly have this wobble about me and while that does fit some roles you know fear and loathing in las vegas excellent movie jack sparrow he plays that character very well he does a good job of it you start moving over to charlie and the chocolate factory and that character almost feels transplanted and put in, you know, a movie where 
that type of character doesn't belong. Yes, Willy Wonka was eccentric and had all these, you know, things about him that were real quirky, but I just didn't care for Depp's portrayal of Willy Wonka at all. What about Black Mass? Have you seen it? I have not. He's not doing a character in that. (laughs) I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Oh, dude, that about wraps us up for this week. It has been very busy, and we hope we didn't ramble too long. The news was pretty thin, but I think we got some good stuff coming up with uh, good old Wonder Woman's coming up real quick. And I plan on seeing it, Rick. Do you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So hopefully Wonder Woman reviews will be up and rolling as soon as they can. And that wraps it up for this week. You can find me at Maynard98 on Twitter. You can find both of us at NotSoSoutherNG's on Twitter. Find me at Ricky Westbrook. You can search Not So Southern Gentleman on Facebook. Gosh, what else have we got going on? I don't know, but we're we're getting a little bit closer each week on Facebook. Keep it up, guys. Keep sharing. Keep, you know, uh, if you listen on iTunes, leave a review. We've, you know, we're learning about how to get stuff seen, and iTunes is reviews. So if you listen to us on iTunes, please leave a review. That would help us immensely. Thanks for listening. Uh, For Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. And I'm Ricky. Y'all have a good one.